Are you guys excited? I am. I am because... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I've been waiting for this morning for a, a year. <laughs> and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so that makes it all the better, right? But to me, you know, just two songs that we sang this morning, Let It Rain, and this one with the Holy Spirit, flood this place. You cannot go wrong praying that. Do you know why? Because God promised that. So whenever we pray what God promised, we will be sure that to get it. You know, the promise is that the knowledge of the Lord will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. So I, I, when I want my prayers and my spirit to be active in the right direction, I just find what God promised, and I put all the force of my spirit behind that. And, and say, Lord, let it rain. You know, and when we were singing that song, it was like, yeah, let it rain love. Let it rain hope. Let it rain anointing. Let the rain of your word fill people's hearts. You know, and then like I'm saying, I feel like a freedom this morning. And I want to bless us with a freedom. I want to shake off the resistance that comes against us. You know, James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves to the Lord, resist the devil. Does it make sense? You have to submit, but you, you have to resist. There's a force and an energy to resist. To submit to the kingdom of God, you have to be a rebel to the other side. To put on God's thoughts, you have to resist everything else. You have to stop watching the news. (laughs) Does it make sense? Because there are so many other voices out there, so many noises, earthquakes, hurricanes, Right? And Elijah had to stay in that cave until he heard this still small voice. It's so much easier to hear all the other voices right now. It takes a lot of energy to focus your ears to hear this still small voice. That's why the prayer of listening is so important. Not a prayer of talking a lot. Not, not, not the prayer of getting busy telling God what to do, but the prayer of listening what He's saying. And then you pray accordingly. So I, wa- I want to bless this word this morning. I want to bless our spirits with a freedom. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. You know, when you, you, you have the Declaration of Independence, it was before the independence. Right? Yeah. You, you declare your independence, then you fight for it. You're not waiting, you know, like in this situation here, for England to come and say, oh, you you guys can go, you're free, right? We're not going to, we don't need the taxes, we don't need the blood of your taxes, of your people fighting for us. No, you're free. Does it make sense? You, You have to declare your independence and then you fight for it. I read this thing, only dead fish go with the current. 
live fish, they, they swim against the current. And I think that we have to wake up and, and swim and fight against the current. I'm going to read a verse that we are so familiar with. And we read it and we talked about it. It's like part of our DNA. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision. The people are unrestrained. But happy is he who keeps the law. And we know that this vision word here is prophetic vision. If you don't see what is coming, if you're not looking for the cloud, the size of the man's hand, you're just going to live your life and forget about it. Another translation says in the Message Bible, if people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. <laughs> but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And I think that our job right now is really be listening to what God is revealing. And, and that's, you know, what is the vision? What is, the, what is it that God is doing? Isn't that a good question? God is in the process of bringing his kingdom. Do you guys agree with me? Yes. He's in the process of filling this earth with the knowledge of his name. Independence. You declare independence, you say, thy kingdom come, and then you fight for it. Yes. You say, thy will be done in my life, then you fight for it. You know, Lord, I want to have your ways of thinking about me. How do you think about me? Then you fight for it. You say, okay, Lord, what are you speaking about that brother or that sister? And then a flood of other thoughts are going to come. Thoughts of division, of accusation, and all. Then you have to fight for it. You have to fight to have the right ways of thinking about every situation. So what is the vision? What is it that God is doing? And I think that this is what God is doing. God is looking like with Isaiah, there's somebody that we will speak. Who will I send? And Isaiah said, send me. Who will cry for the rain? Who will pray for the rain? Who will pray for what God is doing? And I think that that's where we are. That's where we come in. Lord, we, we, here, we say, here we are. Send us. Yes. And I think that this is what God is doing. For 2,000 years, and there has been so much resistance. John 17, the glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. The world is waiting for this rain. But the rain will come, the rain of the knowledge of the Lord. And, you know, you declare independence, then you fight for it. Then you clear the land. Clearing of the land will come when we are one, and then our maturing will come in our unity, in our oneness. So what I think that one of the things that we can have as like, what is the vision? What is the mission of this church? 
moving forward is to step into this oneness. Because, again, this is Jesus Christ crying, asking the Father that we be one. Yes. So if I want a blessing in my life, I'm going to do what he's asking the Father. Yes. I'm going to fight for oneness. I'm going to learn to walk in oneness. This is one thing that came so clearly to me this week. It's like, Lord, help us to communicate. Bring a clarity in our communication. Bring a, a, a peace in, in, in our coming together as one. Each one bringing their piece of the puzzle. You know, the, the, the image comes from that, you know, example story of the blind man, six blind men describing the elephant. You know, and that's kind of how we are in our limitations. You know, we come... You know, little blind people, I know what God is doing. This is what God is doing. And then you describe what you see or what you think you see. <laughs> and then I respond, no, that's not what God is doing. You have no idea what God is doing. This is what God is speaking to me. And then the other person, no, you both are wrong. That's not at all what God is doing. Because this is what he's speaking to me. And then a lot of times in our immaturity, we put up walls and we walk away without being able to just receive. In the diversity that God is bringing in his body, the completeness of what he's trying to reveal to us. And I think that this is one of the things that I've been crying for a year. That's why I'm, I'm celebrating this morning. Because I want a freedom for us to talk. I want a, a, an atmosphere of honor and respect for each one's piece of the puzzle. For each one to come and, and share without having to be on the defensive. And just like say, no, this is all good. Let's have a party. And ha let's all have a potluck. And each one will bring what they are getting from the Lord. And the Lord will keep adding. And the Lord will keep bringing more understanding and clarity. But first, we need to be healed in our emotions. And our senses of insecurity. Or, you know, and just be able to come and say, Hey, I know. I only know in part. I, on, I know that I only see in part. Why? Because again, I know that. Because it's... 1 Corinthians 13. I'm not above the, the scriptures. <laughs> That's how, where we are. You know, we all need to be honest and humble enough to say, I do not know everything. But the everything will come through the oneness. We are going to be made perfect in our oneness. Taking down our walls. And when I hear something that I don't agree with, don't say anything. And I take that and I go with that before the Lord and say, Lord, confirm this to me. Or open my eyes so I can see what this other person is seeing. Give me the revelation that you're giving this other person. Because I want, I want to see the whole picture. Are you guys with me? So this is one of the things that came to me is there are always two things happening. One is what God is doing. 
The other is what the spirit realm is doing. I'm going to read this Psalms 2, 1 to 4 in the New Living Translation. Look at this. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed. They say, let us break their chains. They cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. (laughs) The Lord scoffs at them. So here's what I'm saying. You know, there is a there is what God is doing, and there is that side that rejects and is saying, let's free ourselves from slavery to God. This is all over the scriptures. Even the parable of the, the, the king sending his servants and then sending his son, and they kill the prophets and they kill the son, Right? It's all this resistance to what God is doing. And we say, Lord, we declare our independence. Yes. I do not want to serve the gods of this age. But I want to serve you. And what you're doing is you're bringing your people together. You're creating an army. Ezekiel 37. It doesn't matter what you see. Even if it's only dry bones, you speak. You keep praying and you keep believing. And that's what I want to, I want this morning to be a a declaration of our faith and say, Lord, we are free. We are free to worship you. We are free to serve you. We are free to walk in the destiny that you opened for us. And that takes, you know, submit to the Lord and resist. (laughs) Are you ready to resist? All the, the, the forces that come to oppose what God is doing. Yeah. Yeah. What is the forces that come to oppose what God is doing? Division. If God wants oneness, the opposition wants division. The opposition wants isolation. Wants me to have second thoughts about you. You to have sec- second thoughts about me. And then it's so much easier to go with that. Right? Yeah. Right? Isn't it so much easier to have bad thoughts about you than good thoughts? So much easier to, you know, think, oh, yeah, I know. I probably did something wrong, and that person now is not open to me, and they are probably thinking this about me, right? That's the current. If you go with the current, you're a dead fish. You have to resist the current. To submit to the Lord, you have to resist the current, the trends of this day. Yes. You know, and, and, and it's so amazing to me, you know, I don't want to even mention the news, but it's amazing to watch the news and how this thing is playing everywhere. Nation against nation, brother against brother, parties against parties. Oneness takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of being led by the Spirit. Takes a lot of you not listening to all the loud noises like Elijah and being able to just listen to that still small voice. Are you guys with me? Yes. So I want to bless this for us. I want to I make this today 
a step of faith. Yes. A step of faith saying, Lord, we, we go up to the mountain and we see that cloud. And we see that you, you're doing something new. You know, we, we talked about that two weeks ago when we had that conference here with 80 leaders. And we're saying, I don't know, but this is, to me, it looks like fulfillment of a prophecy. It looks like a, 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 something that God has been waiting for it to happen. Not only here, not only between husbands and wives, and only this small congregation here, but it's something way bigger. But I think that we need to do our homework and start here. Because others will come. And then we may be used by God to help others and how to walk in this oneness. How to walk in these ways of relating and communicating that will not be, you know, triggered by the, the conditionings of, that we had in the past. You know, if we learn this, to love one another and, and be respectful, you know, like we've been reading in First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, you know, if your brother has a problem with eating meat, don't eat. You know, just respect that. You know, because maybe he's seeing one part of the elephant and I'm seeing another part. You know, but what really matters is that we love one another. Then the world will believe. Amen? So I'm blessed as we, we, this is all over. Joe chapter 2 talks about not breaking ranks, marching together. What is God doing? He's raising this army that will not break ranks. Then they're not going to allow anything to separate or to divide them. And I want, I want to say, Lord, I want to be part of that. Yeah. I want this house to be part of the crying and the praying and the creating and the even, how, how do you say that? Practicing that. You know, just learning. Learning how to do this. How to listen without... What is it that Stephen Covey says? You listen, seek to understand, not to reply. <laughs> not to argue, but to learn how the other person thinks. I think that there's so much that we can learn from each other when we just come with an openness. And say, hey, it doesn't matter. I bless it for us. Lord, give us this freedom. Rain freedom, rain anointing, rain love, rain this oneness. You know, we, we, we know that we are not able to do this. I've, I know that we have tried before, you know, but this time we want to try with you. Yes. We draw your presence in everything that we do, in everything that we attempt to do based on your word, yes. not on our, our own efforts. Amen.